Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. I'm just kind of hanging out here for a minute. Hey there, Post Institute. Facebook family. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. My, um, my internet might be a little glitchy because I'm actually coming at you guys live from my local um, children's hospital in Oklahoma City. Look at this great artwork back here. It's so cool. It's like a little quilt. So this is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live. I guess Big Papa is missing tonight. Hey, Mimi. It might just be me and you talking because it's just one viewer so far. <laughs> That's all right, though. It can still be a good message people can see later. As many of you guys know, uh, Brian and I have a daughter. Her name is Marley, and Marley was born with... Oh, I look tired because I am. <laughs> Marley was born with a developmental disability. She was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus. So we spend quite a bit of time in the hospitals. Um, she's had a total... She's 15 now, and she's had a total of uh, 19 surgeries now. As of yesterday, um, thank goodness the one yesterday wasn't major but you know anytime you go under anesthesia um, that's significant you know that's that's I'm always just like you know you're putting your old brain to sleep that's got to be a big deal right um, so you know what I really wanted to talk to you guys about tonight though was well first of all to talk about medical trauma um, boy she's had plenty of it um, and medical trauma is different for every person so all I can do is speak about our experience as a family and then hopefully I can speak in a way that you guys can take the information and then generalize it to your own situation and so um, you know like for example you know Marley has been poked with a needle I couldn't tell you how many times she's had I couldn't tell you how many rounds of antibiotics can't tell you how many nights that she spent in her 15 years of living in a hospital bed or uh, with follow-up care or wondering if we need to go to the hospital and so every time that happens you know it sort of brings up all like all the other times before um, she's 15 now and we talk about these things a lot and it's been this day's been real interesting because now she's able to articulate like she'll tell the phlebotomist that she wants him to get it right the first time <laughs> and she'll say to the phlebotomist you don't know how many times I've been poked with a needle and they missed and how many times I cried because I was a baby because she was literally a little baby right when this is happening and so she has these blueprints that are working themselves out because she's had a lot of really good experiences she's had a lot of really good experiences to help uh, overcome some of those really negative and scary experiences that she had when she was little and so you know when you're little the experiences just because you're little they're scary but then you know when you have people who poke you five times looking for a vein well then that's another level of trauma right and so in her brain every time she comes in to get blood drawn or um, when they uh, want to give a shot or you know anything that involves a needle she takes deep breaths and remembers starts trying to remember the more positive experiences because her 
her initial reaction is terror because that's her baby imprint. Her baby imprint of these situations in the, in the hospitals are initially very scary because she was coming when she was a baby and so her brain stem stores those scary, scary memories, but because she's had more, I see my family here and I'm tired. <laughs> I see Michaela and I see Wilma and I see Mimi and I know you guys are all praying for Marlene. She's going to be fine. She's we're going to be home in a few days. So, um, and so then that just as I'm talking, that brings up another part about medical trauma because we're tired, <laughs> right? We're out of our routine. We're not at home. And so everybody's tired. Everybody's emotions are more fragile. It's harder to cope with the big things that are coming at us because our coping mechanisms are not as well balanced and in place because we're tired and we're hungry and we're not sleeping in our own bed and we're not eating our own home food and we've got different people around us and their energies affect us. And so that's a big part too. And so as a mom, um, actually I came downstairs and stepped out of our room to do this because I didn't want to disturb Marley. Um, we have, because we've had so many experiences of being in the hospital and we have had experiences with medical trauma, we have our little routine. And so um, what works for us is I create a cave. <laughs> I create kind of a cave and I let Marley's mood and I let Marley's energy sort of dictate what we do and how we flow. And I don't, uh, I mean that in terms of I just respect it and try to be really sensitive to it. So I also realize that every time, anytime I leave and the hospital campus sort of has that feel that if I go out into the world where there's a lot of hustle and bustle, then when I come back in, I have to take some deep breaths and sort of get myself prepared to come in and match the energy that's in the environment and introduce my energy from the world that I'm bringing in in a way that doesn't rock the boat too much. And so that's something that I really... Um, Anytime I meet a medical professional who's able to do that and notices that and you notice them do that, I strongly appreciate it. I strongly appreciate the nurses and the doctors and the staff that, you know, it's like I feel like they must kind of take a, a step. They must stop in front of the door and take a few deep breaths before they walk in because the energy you bring into the room is going to have a drastic effect. and. I had a situation actually night one before we, everything was diagnosed and before she was stabilized um, where we had a pretty critical moment. You know, we didn't know what was going on, a, a major elevation in her heart rate and her temperature like shot up and like all this stuff started happening. And so the nurses came in and we got it all kind of attended to. And then after she was you know, she was wiped out. I mean, she looked like she was a washcloth that was wrung out, exhausted from that occurrence. And then after that comes the doctor. And the doctor is now in emergency mode and we're in recovery mode. And that doctor didn't stop and pause and look to see what was going on. And she came in in this urgent rush and then very heavy handed with Marley. And I really, I really jumped on her. I did. Um, because I'm a mama bear and I said 
you're being very heavy-handed with her and you should be very gentle she is recovering from the situation that you came in for and so I just need you to slow down a little bit because she's fine now her heart rates down she's not panting let's just take it a little at a time and at first the doctor was offended but then I stepped out I said I know I'm stressed so I'm just gonna eliminate myself from this equation and step outside and so you know maybe there's something in that that you guys can carry with you uh, when you're dealing with medical professionals or even the police or any emergency personnel you know I respect that that doctor you know I look back and she the other thing that's interesting is Marley and I actually processed that the next day. She said, Mom, you didn't tell her she was a bad doctor. You were just protecting me and advocating in the moment when nobody else would be able to. And so, you know, that's the power of 15, right? Wow. She blows my mind. She blows my mind. She's so much wiser probably than I'll ever be. <laughs> anyway, um, so I guess, you know, maybe the message from all of this is just, just you know, to um, be really mindful and medical professionals just to be you know people have trauma people have medical trauma and we don't want to we don't want to um, create sort of a victim mentality but at the same time we have to honor where they're at and we have to honor mom bear that's right mama bear. watch out people <laughs> Mimi says I've seen you in mama bear mode and you better watch out people well yeah sometimes it's like that sometimes it's like that you know sometimes we have to advocate in a way that's a little strong and that's not really my typical nature but if it needs to be go like that then it has to go like that you know so I just I want to encourage you guys to be mindful of of your kids of yourselves you know um, notice when like I noticed I knew I was stressed and I knew that I said what I needed to say and it was just best for me to be within earshot but go ahead and leave the scene at that point um, and you know, nurses, doctors, phlebotomists, people out there who are taking care of the masses, you know, um, just to, you know, just first I want to pray for you, pray for your health and your wellness and your stamina, pray for your emotional health, um, because what you do is so, it's so vital, and how you go about doing it can make all the difference, and so, you know, if you have a, a child or a person sitting in front of you and they're having a, you know, they cry or they scream when they're getting a shot or they're getting an IV, and don't make fun of them. Don't, don't use sarcasm. Don't tease them. You don't know their history. I mean, maybe you do, but if you don't know their history, you know, they may have some significant trauma. Take some deep breaths and just, you know, um, let, let yourself be loving. If you know you're not the best at this, you know, I'm telling you, taking blood, drawing blood, placing IVs, it's an art. Some people can be, they can be nurses for years and never be good at it. It's an art form. Some people are just really, really good at it. And man, I'm thankful for those. And it's okay to ask, I want the best on your team. My daughter's had medical trauma. I want the best on your team, whoever's really good at it. Um, but if that's your profession, you know, um, bless you. If you're one of those people who's gifted at drawing blood then thank God for you and that gift and that talent I'm so happy that you have that and that you can share that with the people that you're caring for if you happen to not have that gift you know and you've got a kid in front of you with medical trauma or you've got a mama bear on you then you know just hand it off to somebody else it's okay to say I'm not 
have to sit in, you don't have to say it out loud. I mean, I get it in the environment. You're not supposed to say I'm not really good at that. I get that. But it's okay to, you know, call your charge nurse. Bring somebody in that that's their gift, that's their talent, and have them take care of it. And, and I just encourage the medical professionals to uh, answer questions, go slow, because a lot of times we're in shock and we're just trying to catch up. And then, you know, once you leave, we have 15 questions. And parents, when those 15 questions hit, you write them down or text them to yourself or whatever you need to. And then when those doctors come back, just go through it. Just ask them, you know, I need a little time with you because I need to understand what's going on because I need to be able to tell my child what's going on so that we're not scared because so often it's the unknown. Like yesterday when Marley was going up for this surgery and we had to go to a different place in the hospital than we've ever been and different people and they usually treat adults and that was all weird. And as soon as we could, usually, you know, Marley's had so many that she's kind of, you know, that's kind of her swag, you know. She gets in that pre-op area and she knows what's going on and she handles it like a pro. I mean, just stoic almost. It's incredible. But immediately I could see she was anxious because she didn't know what they were doing and she didn't know where she was and she didn't know who, the environment. And so I asked the, uh, the charge nurse in the pre-op area to come in and explain the procedure to all of us. And immediately, once Marley knew what was going to happen, she was immediately, immediately calm. And so, I don't know, just uh, a note from the hospital. You know, we'll be home in a couple of days. Uh, we're a little off uh, at the Post-Institute. Brian's got a lot going on right now, too. So, you know, you might not see us posting as frequently as we usually do. And you guys might not realize it, but the Post-Institute pretty much is me and Brian. <laughs> so when things are up in our world, you might experience noticing the effects of that as well. So thanks for watching. Um, I hope your families are well and happy. Um, I'm going to, sounds like you're doing a great job. Sending lots of love your way. Thank you, Jennifer. I know you've, you've been friends of ours for a long time. Good to see you, Michaela. I've seen that too, that mama bear mama. All right. I'm practicing, yeah, Jackie, I get you. Hey, Felice, my friend from church. It's so nice to see you. All right, you guys. Uh, I love y'all, too. Take care, and we'll see you from the home front pretty soon. Good night.